Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. Here's your host, Stuart McIntyre. This Week in Lotus, episode 33 for Friday, 7th January 2011. Lotusphere 2011, Business Development Day. Oh, and we discovered the location of the Lotusphere Party. This show is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. You can find this and other tech-related podcasts at techpodcast.com. This Week in Lotus is sponsored by TomTom. Check out the brand new TomTom Fire Live 120 with built-in HD traffic, speed cameras, hands-free calling and much more. Details are at thisweekinlotus.com slash TomTom. Well, hello and welcome to episode 33 of This Week in Lotus. I'm Stuart McIntyre and as usual I'm joined by my co-host Darren Duke. Hello there, Darren. Happy 2011 to Stuart and to all of our listeners. Absolutely. Happy New Year to everybody. How was your Christmas break and, and New Year? It was nice and quiet. That's how I like them. The less <laughs> interaction with actual people, the better. <laughs> Excellent. And, and how, how's your January started? From a selling point, it kind of dies off you know december 20th because that's you know when all the special bid trouser pants down your ankles kind of deals already done but then the first week in january all of the new stuff starts to arrive so i've got customers banging my door down telling me all the new x series and blade centers and domino licenses are all in so we're running around trying to do that right now and of course lotus fear slides to finish too Yes. Uh, my, my, mine was easy. I, I pity you. I, I still don't know why you did what you did. <laughs> I think about it a lot harder next year, that's for sure. Do you know how, how many slides was it in the end? It's well over 200. Um, I don't think I, did, I ever did a final count, but between the two sessions, we're well over 300. So, um, yeah, Rob and I have been doing a fair bit of work on that Rob Wonderlick. So, uh, looking forward to presenting those at Lotusphere this year. So Lotusphere is our topic of the day. Uh, we'll of course cover some other news as well, but I'm delighted to be joined by Colleen Hayes from IBM. Hi there, Colleen. Hi. Happy Hi. New Year. Happy New Year to you too. So um, do you want to talk us through what your role is for IBM and also what your um, sort of involvement is with Lotusphere 2011 as well? Sure. I am responsible for the Lotus Channel Marketing and for Lotusphere, I have the opportunity to lead the team for our Business Partner Development Day on Sunday. Brilliant. Okay, and thank you for joining us. Um, it'll be great to get your perspective on, on Lotusphere and, and also Business Development Day as well. So um, we're also joined on this podcast by um, Jan. Is it uh, uh, Jan? I should know how to pronounce your surname by now. Do you want, do you want to pronounce it properly for us? Yeah, it's uh, Zuten. Zutin. Jan Zutin, it's great to have you on. So, w- what company do you work for, and what do you do there, Jan? I work for the company uh, Opus Neo, and uh, we are working with the, the Domino version for Quicker, and have been doing this for for several years now, um, building products and uh, customer projects, and uh, consulting and hosting and everything with Quicker. 
Brilliant. And I've had some personal involvement with your products and um, maybe we can come back to that a little bit later on in terms of some of your plans for Lotusphere as well. Yes, that would be great. Great. So I've had a quick look on the Lotusphere website today and we are unbelievably just 23 days away from Lotusphere 2011. That's quite scary, actually. It's coming up very, very soon. Um, there's been some good buzz around the community about the conference already. Lots of tweets uh, that have gone out there and blog posts and so on. So, Darren, how are you feeling about the build up to, to Lotusphere? Anything particularly exciting that, that's happened around that this week? Um... The short answer is no, but the long answer is there does seem to be a, a lot more ancillary posts where I think people are a lot more excited about getting to go, and from looking at the Twitter streams today, the Let's Send Sharon to LS11 seems to be gaining some steam, and she'd be happy that that's number four shout out in four episodes, so she, <laughs> she can add that one to her list. Um, I think I think we're starting to see it, you know, because it's a bit... It's it's probably is it two weeks later or one week later? It just seems a lot later. It's a week later, yeah. Although last year's was particularly early, so I think probably the gap between the two different days is probably two weeks this year. It's probably two weeks later than the last time. And that's kind of what I was thinking, and I think that's that's led it to be a bit lackadaisical before Christmas. But you're really starting to see the waves of of, of stuff come out. People are starting to even post presentations out of the blogs. Um, you know, all of the presentations would do the day before yesterday, the fourth. Uh, so hopefully they're all up there now. Um, you know, you'll start to see IBM putting the final touches. Do we? We don't know where the Thursday or Wednesday party is, right? Yeah. We don't. There's lots of people suggesting where it might be, but I don't think that the final um, confirmation has come out yet. Uh, well, Colleen can spill the beans for us on that. She probably knows. <laughs> To be honest with you, I think someone told me yesterday, and I forgot which park. Oh no! <laughs> so I, why don't I try to find it, and you can blog about it? <laughs> I think the final decision was made yesterday, though. So I, um, ah. I will get that for you. That would okay. be wonderful and exclusive for this week in latest. And don't get yourself yeah. into trouble. <laughs> So, so Jan, you know, two weeks away uh, from a ISV sort of exhibitor point of view, um, how are things going with your preparation for the conference this year? Well, uh, first of all, I'd like to to uh, ask the people who are planning for handing in the presentations because I I was invited on uh, one of the sessions on the Sunday, jump two or three, and I had to deliver my slides on the twenty fourth. So I don't think on Christmas Day um, I was a very popular guy at home. So working on my slides, that wasn't a good timing at all. But apart from that, that this year is very exciting because this is the first year that Opus Neo is actually actually going to be one of the exhibitors at the at the booth area. Um, we're going to present some some new stuff for for Quicker, our new version for the dashboard, and also um, the new version for. Build a tracking um, for Quicker A5, and that's going to be very exciting. Excellent. So I imagine that there's a lot of preparation that goes into that in terms of, you know, getting collateral together and presentations and demos and so on. Is, is there a lot of work? Yes, it is still a lot of work because uh, we have uh, deadlines for printing brochures and uh, getting the shirts right in the same color and all that stuff. So a lot of people are running around here confused or look confused <laughs> and developers in the corner are working on the product still. So a lot yeah, of activity going on here right now. That's New Year's Eve hangover still kicking in. That's got nothing to do with Lotusphere, the confusion. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Speaking of which, Jan, this is, this is probably a good question. How... How do you go about deciding what level of sponsorship you want to do? Because I'm guessing you guys have have a pedestal and showcase, right? Yes, that's correct. 
So how do you decide with the multiple, I think there's five or six different levels, how do you decide which one's best for your type of business? Is it like a magic sauce or do you just like throw that at a dartboard and hey, I'll be an associate sponsor this year? Uh, that's very easy because it's all in economics. economics. Ah, there you <laughs> go. Budget. Exactly. Excellent. And and uh, something that's notable actually is is the information on the lotosphere.com website is all being fleshed out in the last week or so. I think all the sessions are now listed on there, uh, including the Business Development Day sessions, of course, Colleen. So um, do, you want, do you want to take us through what Business Development Day is all about and, and who does it have relevance to? Absolutely. I, I'm really excited about what we're, we've got lined up for Business Partner Development Day. And the way we've been actually thinking about the entire conference is what's the experience for the partner throughout the week, not just for business department, business partner development day. But the beginning, the way we're starting out the week is really on Sunday to really focus with our partners, people that are um, building their business as an ISV, whether they're a system integrator, a VAD, um, the whole range of the partner ecosystem is welcome to join us on Sunday, um, January 30th. And our real goal is to, on that day is to really focus on the market opportunity we have as a community out in the marketplace and how together through IBM programs and what we can do together, we can actually go and realize and capture that revenue out in the marketplace. So the design point of Business Partner Development Day is really to get social and to drive business. We want to figure out how we can partner together for profitability and allow um, people to understand the market insight that we're seeing around the, the markets that we serve and how there's opportunity to be made. So we'll go through that, and I can go through the lineup of what we've got lined up for the day. The rest of the week is really designed to help support that from the technology perspective. So Sunday is really more around um, understanding the market opportunity, understanding the IBM programs that we have, getting the executive insights, um, having some real discussions from other partners that are serving markets that are similar and how they're winning in the marketplace, um, and a whole sales and marketing track about how you can prepare yourselves to capture the market opportunity. The rest of the week, as you see from the range of sessions that we have, is really designed to get the technical understanding about how the technology can support realizing that, that business value. Excellent. Of course, there's, there's various different types of partners, aren't there? There's ISVs and sort of resellers mm -hmm. and, and consultancy partners. Is there something for, for each of those on, on Business Development Day? Absolutely. We've got some very good sessions lined up, not by the partner type so much, but more in a, in, in a slightly different way. And if I can take a minute now, I'd like to just kind of share with you kind of what our lineup is um, from our opening general session through the sessions that you'll see on Business Development Day. Would that be okay? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So we're going to start Business Development Day early. Um, in the morning, bright and early. We'll start at 8 o'clock in the morning because we've got a big lineup. We've got um, Mike Roden coming back, who I think this community knows very well, who is our Senior Vice President of IBM Solutions. And he's going to be coming and talking about the market growth that we have, um, that we're seeing, and how IBM is lining up to support that um, and he's going to share with us a lot more about what our clients are looking for and the change that 
is happening in the market, some of the big market trends that are happening, and how together we as a community can go and realize and capture the revenue from that marketplace. Um, Mike, as you know, has been a huge advocate of the um, extended ecosystem and the value that brings. Um, we're lining up for 2011 and beyond to continue that success with our partners. So he'll he'll certainly kick that off of the decade of smart. And we'll have Sandy Carter. Um, well, actually, Alistair will talk next and kind of share more around how Alistair, who's our general manager, will share how we, as our division of IBM, will be lining up to support with the um, programs and the technologies for us to go to realize the value of the social business marketplace. And then we'll have Sandy Carter come on and talk a little bit more about the programs that we have um, at IBM to help us uh, and to help our partners realize, um, you know, how to go to market, um, some special offers that we might have, those kinds of things. And then we're going to have a panel discussion with some of our partners to really talk about the success they're having in the marketplace. And they'll be across a variety of um, different areas of the business. And then we'll have Doug Cox come on, who's our Vice President of Development, to talk about the social business framework and to really lay out an application development framework and um, what the application development storyline is um, from our division and how our partners can take advantage of, of teaming with us. And then Kristen Laurie will come on and talk very strongly about what we're doing to shape the market. Um, she's our vice president of marketing, as you know, and um, we'll talk a lot more about how we're going to create demand and uh, provide air cover. So that's kind of how we're going to start off the day. And then the rest of the day, we've got a, a really robust lineup of sessions, everything from Jeff Schick talking about um, how to drive exceptional work experiences and enabling your workforce, um, executive insights from Sean Pooley around the cloud, one from Larry Bowden about exceptional web experiences. Uh, Charlie Hill, our CTO, will be talking more about our application development um, roadmap and our storyline there. Uh, and then we have um, Sean Jones and Sandy Carter who will to talk about our sales and marketing activities. So there's a real range of activities um, and sessions throughout the day from application development to industry roundtables to mobility. Um, so there's a wide range of activities and sessions for people to participate in. Wow, it sounds like wow. quite an exciting agenda. Did I really just hear you say the decade of SMART? What's that all about? Well, you know, this is a storyline that um, Mike Roden has been sharing across the globe here for the last few months around really talking about how we are going to be working in the, over this next decade around helping our customers and our clients be smarter. Um, Colleen, so uh, I work for Business Partner. We, we go to the business development days and pretty much everything we're told we're, 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 we're embargoed on. So we find everything out a couple of days before everyone else, but we can't tweet or blog, etc. I, I guess that's still going to hold true this year as well, correct? Yes, that is correct. But um, if anyone buys me a beer in the bars, I may be forced <laughs> to tell them. <laughs> 
I mean, does, does that present you with some uh, issues in terms of planning business development day? Because I imagine you must have all this great, exciting stuff you want to tell people, but then you can't be sure to keep it back for the OGS. So that must be quite challenging. Yeah, there's. It is, especially in this this time where everybody's so involved with social media. So there are certain things that we want to make sure. There's that delicate balance about what's news on that day, and then how do we make sure that we get you know, the conversation going out in the marketplace around what IBM has to deliver for our clients and what our partners um, deliver to our clients. So there's a good mix of activities and things that we can talk about today, um, which you see on, you know, everything that we've got publicly available and, uh, you know, out on the website and some insight that you can glean from there. In terms of new announcements, there, there's always a few surprises that, you know, we hold back until Monday. But I'll, I'll share with you, we're putting more of the news out early um, because it's really around how do we go deeper together in that understanding at Lotusphere. Okay. Oh, and interesting stuff. So, um, yeah, and you, you've been to Business Development Day, I'm sure, in the past. What, what benefits have you gained from being there? Well, first of all, on, on this day, you you get to see the new team because, uh, as you all know, IBM stands for I've been moved. <laughs> so you now you get to see the new people who's been in charge of the different uh, areas that you are working or interested in. And then, of course, um, you, you get to see them and you get to hear what they are saying. And uh, these guys, they actually know what they're talking about. They don't have to go back and, and ask someone and investigate. They know what they're talking about. So you know that uh, these are the right guys to talk to. So now that you've found out who they are and what their role are, then you can stop them somewhere in the hallway and ask a question or something. And then, of course, it's always nice to be ahead of the game because uh, getting the knowledge before the clients uh, the day before, then you can sit back in, this, in the bar in, at evening and smile when, and you hear people <laughs> talking about new functionalities they would like to have and you sit there and you smile and, oh, yeah, isn't it great? Just wait until tomorrow. All your answers, yeah. all your prayers will be answered. <laughs> That's old news. We found out about that yesterday. <laughs> exactly, yes. No, I think it's very important to, to be there because you, you get to see the people and you get to hear what they're saying, the influencers for your focus area. And um, you can get, the, get that deep inside knowledge about what's going on. And I think that's very important for us as, a, as business partners. Absolutely. And the thing I love about Business Development Day is is particularly that first sort of opening general session of the Business Development Day is all round tables and, and often uh, breakfast is served. So it's a good opportunity to go and speak to people that you wouldn't necessarily speak to any other time. So it's very different from the, you know, the sort of public OGS where you have rows and rows of seats. There's a real opportunity for, for collaborating, getting to know people uh, you know, at, at that event. Sure. And also it's a great opportunity for, for networking with your peers. Yeah. And that's another thing that I wanted to bring up. We certainly are going to continue to have our business partner reception and party on Monday night, but we're going to try to do that in a more structured way, slightly more structured way this year to encourage more of that networking. This year you'll see more partners from different areas of IBM that will be joining us for the first time. And I think that's a great opportunity as we look at how do we build in analytics or things like that into the solutions that we bring to market for our customers on extending our own networks to find other people that have had successes or that you can partner with to deliver solutions that our 
customers are demanding. So we're going to certainly have that networking, built-in networking opportunity and an appreciation party for our partners, but use that in a way that will encourage, you know, some new types of networking. We're also looking at how we can do that in a more um, community-based effort while at the conference, too, from a more of a connections point of view. So we'll see if we can add in some new elements that way for us to encourage more of that partner-to-partner networking. Great. That, that sounds really good. So um, whereabouts is this Business Development Day this year? It's been in the, the, yacht, the yacht Club in the past. Is, is that where it is again in 2011? Well, in 2011, we're at the Swan. That, that saves a walk for a lot of people. That's good. I know. <laughs> and of course, for for those that aren't business partners, um, you yeah, know, this is a business partner only event, isn't it? Uh, and obviously for IBMers as well, if, if they're involved with partners, um, th- there's plenty going on for um, you know, for customers and, and other people that are at Low Sphere on that same Sunday, isn't there, Darren? I, I believe there's jump starts and masterclasses that go on on the Sunday. Yeah, I, I still think Sunday is probably the the best single day because of all of the jumpstart sessions and some of the Chantels, although I haven't looked to see if there's any actually any on a Sunday this this year. Um, but if, if if you're wanting to learn anything and this is the only training budget you get for the year and you've blown on Lotusphere, Sunday is the day for you. Uh, jumpstart, jumpstart, jumpstart. You go out the sessions database, take a look and anything you want to learn, you can uh, learn in an hour to two hour sessions with some of the world's most renowned experts on whatever subject you're after. So I, I'm always there the Saturday just in, to get there for the Sunday. Usually I'm kind of torn between do I want to go to business development day or, or, or jumpstart sessions. So I usually some, send someone else to business development day on my behalf, <laughs> a.k.a. Lisa or yeah. Ernie. Absolutely. And you mentioned the sessions database, Darren. There's been a lot of news about the, the sessions and how you might schedule you those this week. Um, I, I guess from that, you've used Ben's database in the past to do that job? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, he has the, the, the NSF and then I think the the Turtle Partnership folks take that and then convert that into a BlackBerry and an iPhone. Uh, I haven't seen an Android one, which is now one of my devices on my hip, so I'm hoping someone's going to gonna take that. I did see a web app from uh, Mikhail that may, may fit that niche. Um, but that's that's how I, I figured out. Now, my, my my personal session, my show and tell on policies is is probably the worst time on the planet. <laughs> 10.30 on a Monday morning, because we all know the OGS never finishes sometime. <laughs> I'm going to be screwed. There's gonna be no one in my session. Oh no, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll come out of the OGS, especially to get to yours, Darren. No yes, doubt about sprint. It. I'm sure. Yes, past all the free coffee. Yes. Excellent. And, and we're going to have Mikel on next week to talk about their on-time uh, web application. That, that's, that should be your, your best bet for Android, as far as I know. Uh, Total Partnership, we've got theirs for iPhone and BlackBerry. And there's links in the show notes for all of those different uh, methods of scheduling your Lotusphere. Um, Colleen, there's um, certification labs at Lotusphere, aren't there? Which I guess in the main are aimed at, um, at business partners, although I'm sure some customers get certified as well. But would you encourage partners to take exams while they're there? Oh, absolutely. We have great certification that will be available on site as we have in years past. In addition to that, um, you know, so I would definitely encourage that. I'll just leave it at that. There are some really exciting things that I I was also going to mention around what's happening in the labs and certainly the research lab and uh, the overall collaboration lab that I think partners will find great value in talking with um, some of the distinguished engineers and um, 
to better understand how they can go deeper with their technology. So, uh, but the certification is definitely something I would encourage people while they're there to take advantage of. Great. And, um, you know, if partners haven't registered yet for Lotusville, I'm sure many, many have. Um, uh, is there any encouragement you would give them for, for registering at this stage and making sure they're at Lotusphere? I think this will be, I think we're at a time of a new transition in the marketplace. And I think any partner who is looking for how are they going to have a long range plan for their business, this is the year to come because we are at an inflection point with what trends are happening in the market and how we're poised at IBM and how we want to support our partners in building their businesses for the next, um, th- th- this new millennium. So I think it's a good time to come because of the inflection point in the marketplace and how t- um, we've got the right programs and uh, education, both from a technology perspective, but also from a sales and marketing perspective. So I would absolutely encourage folks to come today. Good stuff. And um, I mean, looking more broadly, uh, that you know, partners are definitely encouraged to be at Lotusville, aren't we? Whether it's for Business Development Day specifically or more broadly. I mean, Darren, you're back at Lotusville again this year as a speaker, a blogger, but also you know as a partner. Why would you say partners should be out in Orlando for this week? I think you get to see the inside track. There's only really two years, two two places in a year where you get to talk to the people at IBM who make these decisions. One is Lola, which is an invite-only event, so you may not ever get to Lola. But the second and, and, the, and the, the, the preeminent one is, is, is Lotusphere. So, you know, if, if for no other reason some of the relationships you build at Lotusphere 2011 will last for a decade, it might well be the smart decade. Um, and, and as Jan kind of said, we all know the revolving dot IBM is a pain in the backside for the partners. So it's always good to go there and, and kind of figure that out and, and see exactly who who your business partner rep is, who your technical reps are, because this is the one time of a year where they're probably all going to be in a single place. And they may not even be in your geography when, you, when you're back at your office. So you can go put faces to people, go build personal relationships, and, and that's what, what it really does. And, and Jan, what, why do you keep going back to Lotusphere? Is it for the same reasons as Darren? Yeah, and uh, of course it is for for meeting the IBMers and uh, and talk to the. Also, you get the opportunity to talk to the actual developers for your for the focus area for your product, and I uh, have great great pleasure in talking to the developers for quicker uh, both the the Domino version and the J2E version and all that stuff. So uh, I can really go down and I can speak to the guys who are actually producing the code for us. So that's that's thing. That's a very good uh, very good thing, and of course. Um, now that we are back again, this is going to be my, I think it's going to be my fifth consecutive year being at the Lotusphere. And uh, I'll, and I'll enjoy these visits very much because I'm the only one who gets to go from my company. So, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And I would encourage people to go to the user experience lab as well. That's one of my favorites in terms of getting to speak to the designers of these products and actually giving your input into um, you know the, the next version or next release in terms of how you think they should work and, and your feedback on that so there's loads of opportunities for, for getting into Lotus in a way you don't any other time of the year and you know Jan do you want to tell us what, what are your plans for Lotusphere you mentioned earlier on you've got some new products to release you've got a pedestal um, yeah is there anything else that you're planning um, you know as, as we look forward that, that you're putting together for, for Lotusphere 2011? 
Yeah, of course, uh, we have building up a, a huge uh, network because of Lotusphere. I have met with many, many uh, different partners, but also uh, some clients uh, over the years. So I'm going to connect with them again, of course. And also the IBMers that I've been talked to uh, many, many times. So networking is definitely a big part of going to Lotusphere. But also this year, since this is our first time as a, as an exhibitor, we're going to be, be very excited about this uh, this pedestal we're going to have, and we're going to show some some previews of the next version we are planning for our product, like uh, getting the dashboard on a mobile phone, for instance, not dependent on if it's an iPhone or Android and stuff like that. So we're going to uh, release or introduce some previews for what's going on uh, with the with the Opus Neo products, and I think that's also very very exciting to hear the feedback about that. And I have a few customers waiting for that. Or asking about it. <laughs> oh, sounds great. <laughs> you two need to speak offline, I think. So, we do. I mean, I mean Darren, on, on that topic, do you, do you think partners genuinely do business at Lotusphere? Do, do you, have you ever come away with, with opportunities that you just wouldn't have had if you hadn't been you know, on your feet at, at Orlando? Um, I don't think so, because we're, we're not an ISV, so we, we, don't, we don't do the pedestal thing. Uh, you know, we're, we're prim- primarily a services and consulting partner. So more for what happens to us is the clients of ours who go get to see us there and get to see us represented as speakers, etc. And I think that just builds on the, on the reputation. It's, it's one of the things where I don't, you can't buy the kind of reputation that you get by being chose to speak at Lotusphere, for example. And that's, that, that's how we kind of use it. And, and we have a lot more clients going this year. Last year we had almost none go, but this year it seems like almost everyone is going that we know. Yeah, I would agree. It's, it's a great opportunity to kind of wine and dine um, customers and, and get them together too. It's, it's so rare to, to have key people from different organizations you can get together around a dinner table and, and actually spark some really good ideas about what they might do next or, or you know, particular areas their businesses are, are kind of innovating in that, that other people can learn from. So it's a tremendous opportunity for that kind of thing. In, indeed it is, yeah. Great. Um, and, you know, finally on Lotusphere, uh, Colleen, uh, you know, of course we have the parties, we have things that go on in the evening, the social side of a, a very busy business-focused event. Is there any news in that area? Well, actually, we have a couple pieces of news. So one um, is that on Tuesday night, we're going to do something unique with Red Monk, so, which is one of the big analysts, and we are going to do something specifically for the application developer community. So all of you partners that (laughs) are um, into building applications and uh, putting technology into existing applications or business processes, this is going to be a really fun event. So from 7 to 9 on Tuesday night, we are going to be hosting, and we're just just finalizing the details now. We got Redmond to, to help us with this is that um, we will be hosting a social rad party. And the idea for this is that we will use it as a way to foster new innovation ideas. And it will just be brainstorming together with the um, distinguished engineers and um, application developers at IBM with Redmonk and certainly with our partners and our customers who are developers to brainstorm out what are some of the new applications um, that will be built or the way that we can design them um, 
to help our customers become more social businesses. So it'll be a fun, unique kind of thing, similar to an unconference, but um, in terms of the idea sharing and the free-flowing, but a slightly different structure given that it's an event within an event, more like a bar camp or something like that. But the idea will be for the development community to actually get together and do some brainstorming and create some new ideas for the next generation of applications. So I think it will be a really fun um, activity in the evening on Tuesday night. And on Wednesday night, I did just find out um, where the where the park is. Does anyone want to take a guess? Well, we've been talking about Harry Potter Park on this podcast. Is it that one? Yes, it is, Yay! actually. Yay! World's <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> it is the Islands of Adventure with Harry Potter. That's the news that was breaking news that I described the same time here um, as we've been doing the podcast. So, so I just now, wanted uh, to uh, share that good news as well. Now the clock's on, Stuart. You've got to get this out before everyone else finds out. <laughs> I know. I know. We will do so that. I think... I think that's um, some really good news. So from an action-packed event in the evening, Sunday night there's always that welcome reception that will start around 6.30. Um, and then on Monday night for our business partners, we definitely have our business partner reception. And then on Tuesday night, for those of you that are application developers, we'll have this um, social rad party. And then on Wednesday night, uh, we'll go and have some fun with Harry Potter. So a very action, evening-filled um, activity set for, for you all as our partners and then certainly for you to wine and dine your customers while you're at the event. Excellent. I, th- I think that's terrific news. I think there will be a lot of people very excited about that. Uh, that park's had some great rave reviews. So uh, tremendous. Wow. Lots to look forward to. So, da- Darren, we, we haven't met and chatted for a couple of weeks. We, t- we took the uh, the Christmas and New Year period off. So there's been quite a lot of news going through the blogosphere since then. Um, first, first of all, Paul Mooney posted uh, today on why the Notes app, or might have been yesterday actually, why the Notes app store hasn't taken off. Did you see that post? Any, any feelings on that? Um, I, I did see it. I think Paul hits the nail on the head. There needs to be a lot of visibility, a lot of transparency, some type of, you know, not having a dog in the fight kind of idea. Then, you, you know, I think it goes a bit deeper than that. Paul obviously has sat down and fought long and hard about this, and it, it's generated at least, you know, last time I looked, 20, 25 comments or so on, on that. And, and I still think there needs to be some work done in the Notes client to allow this kind of integration where I can do click to buy like maybe e-productivity Eric Max kind of stuff does. But on the flip side, I also have, you know, deals that are $100,000, $300,000, $400,000 worth of software. So how, how does that fit into quote unquote an app store? And it's it's difficult to get your head around because at one end you're talking about a hundred bucks and even you're talking about what could be a million dollar deal how do we suffice both ends in in that store quote unquote and and how do we do it in in a, in a transparent and, and managed way and you know the other thing to remember here is everybody in this space is really a competitor to everybody else um, you know while that is not said very often it almost is true to a T in any given geographic area, if, if I have a CRM solution, am, am I going to put it in an app store by someone else who wrote it that also has a CRM solution? You know, and I think that's probably the issue we have got going on today. 
And Jan, you would probably know better than us, being an ISV. I mean, is this something you would see would benefit your organisation if there if there genuinely was an independent app store where you could sell your your products through? Yeah, I, I think so because um, of course you will have a larger audience to to address, and uh, it will be uh, you will be able to sort of uh, adapt your products to the specific uh, this is channel of of, of uh, deployment. So. Um, the one thing that's uh, interesting about this is that um, it's going to be a cloud solution, or is it going to going to be something that you just, uh, or what's the difference between this and a cloud solution? Um, if you're going to put it uh, in-house on your on your own servers, or is it on the user base? I still haven't seen that yet. Uh, how this is going to be actually performed or produced? That's right, and and there's the two sides, isn't there? There's the on-premise versus the cloud, and also kind of a hybrid solution as well. And and I guess you're going to want, as an organisation looking five or ten years ahead, to be able to just say, I want that solution, and I want it made available now, whether it's in the cloud or on-premise, depending on your security demands and so on. And coming back to your point, Darren, you know, this is the point I made in a comment on on Paul's blog is that. You know, looking at Project Vulcan, where I believe the vision is still being discussed and and laid out, and and some of the design decisions being made, wouldn't it be great if the ability to buy and provision new features, um, solutions from ISVs into Vulcan was built in at the design right from day one? Because it, it seems almost too late to kind of force that into the notes client now. But if it was there, looking forward to the next kind of release of these products, wouldn't that be a good thing? I think it would be a good thing, and I think IBM will fall into the argument of everything is extensible. I don't think that's a good argument. They're not wrong, but making it extensible via hiring 50 Java programmers or making it extensible by clicking the button and purchasing, for want of a better word, a widget or an extension point are two completely different things, and customers are looking for the latter, and IBM are trying to give us the former. And I think that maybe is a bit of a disconnect. I think that's right. And it'll be interesting to see how those comments go. We've got a link in the show notes to that post. Uh, if you have anything to add, I would love that that conversation to continue and, and find out what customers would like, whether they see a place for an app store for Lotus products. I certainly see there's as a place. It'll be interesting to see what other people feel. And Darren, something else that, that's come up um, in the last 24 hours is that the same time gateway Yahoo um, connectivity has been extended for a while. Uh, something Mitch Cohen posted about. We discussed back at the the, the back end of last year, um, in that Yahoo were going to um, drop support for the same time gateway. That's now been extended. I think that has to be a good thing for the relatively few customers that have that connectivity in place. I mean, it goes through. I think Mitch's post said something like mid 2011, so it's not. You know, it's not a perma connection, um, but if if you have that, and again, since the last time we talked about this, I went around and I've been actively looking for people that use Yahoo Instant Messenger, and I can't find any. <laughs> so I'm much. I'm as we all know, I live in my own little bubble, but, <laughs> but I cannot find anyone that uses Yahoo Instant Messenger. So you know, it might it must be big somewhere, but I don't know where. Tend to agree with that. I, I've never met anybody who uses it full time, but I'm sure, yeah, maybe it's the youth. Maybe it's maybe it's a different group of users we don't often speak to uh, that use that. But I know that, that Mitch's company does, and and therefore it's a good thing that that's been extended for a while. Um, next there was a uh, update from. Uh, the same time team saying that there's a new um, director of UCC, uh, UC Squared, 
in place, somebody to head up the, the same type of business, and that's going to be Caleb Barlow, who used to head up the, the foundations team, and he's had a number of other jobs in IBM. Uh, as uh, as Jan said, I've been moved. Plenty of people have moved around IBM. Uh, Caleb's on to a new job. I think that's good that that's been finalised before Lotusphere. Um, clearly, UC Squared is, is an area that IBM has focused on quite heavily, so it's good that there's a new leader in place for that. And hopefully he'll add the reflector back in. Indeed, there's certainly something that, that's needed. Um, and, and, and the other thing that comes out of that, and there were a number of announcements made internally in IBM yesterday yeah. about movements in terms of executives around it, is there seems to be a new structure in place of directors of various products, whether it's Ed Brill heading up Notes and Domino, including development now, um, and Caleb and so on, all reporting into one VP for the Lotus products, which I think is quite interesting in terms of maybe bringing those products together a little bit more in terms of the, the Project Vulcan vision than perhaps they have been in the past. Well, and, and I think for several years it's been disparate, right? So there's been the domino column and there's been the purple column. So the yellow column and the purple column. And and I think they're trying to maybe unify that. Like you said, maybe maybe for Vulcan. I think same time moving to Web Series probably the first shot across the bow. But it is good to see that, you know, someone like Ed Brill gets pretty much the entire domino portfolio from a, from a product management standpoint um, instead of, development being its own product management and, and notes and mail and messaging being a different one it's good to see that that's unified because um, I would still love to see a webmail client written in X pages just to see if it can be done by IBM I think that's right and I, I think as, as well we've had so many discussions uh, on this podcast and on blogs and so on about the future of Domino as an application development platform that there kind of needs to be a movement between marketing notes and domino and selling mark uh, sorry selling notes and domino as a messaging platform to it being a more integrated application development and messaging and collaboration tool and therefore having one boss for that uh, isn't necessarily going to make a change overnight but surely has to help in terms of getting that that message out to customers better in terms of what domino represents Yes, unified is better in them conversations. Absolutely. And the other thing is Al Zola, I hear, is retiring. He's been head of Tivoli for the last few years, um, heading up that business. He was obviously GM for Lotus. I remember a Lotus Fair in Europe that I went to where he presented as GM. Uh, so, and Any memories of Al Zola when he was at Lotus? No. <laughs> <laughs> How about Jan? Did you, did you meet Al? Uh, no, I'm not that old, so. <laughs> oh, bless you. oh, you guys are making me feel really old because he, <laughs> he was a, a great leader here for the Lotus brand for many years. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, oh, well, I, I didn't mean to feel, make you feel that way, Colleen. Uh, I'm sure you're not. It's just, I, 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 no, I, no. I have memories of him back in the days when mobile phones were new and, and whack was the big thing. So it uh, shows how far things have moved on since then. So that, that's the news for this week. Um, it's, it's been a, a quieter week news, I guess, because people are, are still coming back from their holidays. So, so we'll get back to a more news-related podcast next week. Uh, but it's been good to discuss Lotusphere this time around. So as usual, we'll, we'll uh, speak about tips before we leave. We ask every contributor to this podcast to give us a tip, whether it's a product, a site, a solution they use, or whether it's something more general in terms of maybe something they recommend you do as a listener. So Darren, do you want to kick us off? What's your tip for this time? Um, yes, so managed replicas are one of my favorite features of Notes and Domino 852, but there is a caveat, and that is um, don't switch on uh, create or use or create managed replica until you know the local replica exists on the machine. Uh, because if you do when the user is set to use a local replica via a policy, 
it kind of all breaks until the replica gets created. So if you have a 10 gig mail file on the on the mail server, that's going to take a long time to come down to the client. So uh, the notes client may sit there for two days with no mail file, and every time they click on the mail icon, they're going to get no file exists on server errors. So managed replicas are good. I need to talk to IBM during Lotus Fee to find out why they built it this way. I need to get them to fix it, but make sure the local replica exists first. And then second, if this is not a tip, this is a comment. If this podcast goes into 60 minutes, Andy Piper owes me a prize. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll try and do that for you. So uh, just, just a quick one on that. How do you find out if the replica has been created? Is there any way at the server end to know that? I don't know. I don't think there is. It it's only seems to happen on new users. So if I, if I register a user that has a policy that says manage replica on and, and use local, then until the replica gets created, the notes client just completely craps out and throws horrendous errors. Um, so we've started creating new users with server-based and then after a couple of days, switching them back to managed replicas after the local replica has been created. But I don't know yet of a way to figure out if a local replica has is beyond the stub or even finished as a full-blown NSF. Okay, well, it'll be interesting. If anybody has any feedback on that, please do leave a comment on the, the blog. That would be good. And, um, Jan, do you want to give us a tip? Sure. Since um, I'm focusing on Quicker, then, of course, I have a, a Quicker tip for you. Uh, you know the connectors in Quicker? Um, you don't actually have to be an uh, address book user in order to use that connector. You can actually create local members for a place and have them use the connector as well. The only caveat is that uh, instead of a username just like uh, John Smith, you need to enter his full uh, local username hierarchy uh, as the username in the connector and then it will fire off to your to your place from the connector. Good stuff. I, I didn't know that was possible. Um, how do they find out what their full username is? Is that displayed somewhere in the place? Um, yeah, if you go to uh, a person's uh, member page in, in the quicker place and, uh, oh, you're going to love this. You're going to click on, uh, right click on a page and you choose view source. And then you look for a field called h underscore name. And then it says uh, CN equals John Smith slash OU equals QP slash OU equals and O equals stuff. That's the, that's the hierarchy name, the, the full hierarchy name. Sounds like we'll be going to see the quicker product team asking them to make that more obvious somewhere uh, between now and Lotus Fair. That sounds, sounds good. It's a good, good tip. I, I didn't know that was possible. So that's a good one, Jan. Thank you. And Colleen, do you have a tip? My tip is for those that are t going to Lotus Fair. Well, I actually have two. One, wear really comfortable shoes. And number two, plan ahead because there's a lot of activities to take advantage of. And so go online, take a look at what's new, what's happening, kind of plan out your days so that you can build in enough time to meet other partners and to spend time with your customers along with getting all your good education. Of course. Excellent. Okay. And my, my tip for uh, this week, I think I may have mentioned it on this podcast before, but uh, it's just come out of beta. So it's a good time to um, raise again Skitch for the Mac. It's an application that allows you to basically capture the screen. So uh, effectively take screenshots of the Mac desktop. Um, you can also obviously take screenshots of VMs. Uh, hence the reason why I mention it now. Uh, it's been in heavy use uh, doing um, shots for our show and tell session. Um, it's come out of beta, it's now a full product, there's a 
it's kind of a freemium model so there's a free version that allows you to obviously take screenshots upload them to the sketch website share them there's also a, a premium version that allows you to do more in terms of some of the manipulation of those images um, it's just a really nice tool for doing that and it's free for, for most use um, you can get it from skitch.com so that's s-k-i-t-c-h.com and i think they're planning a windows version a little bit later on this year as well um, actually, Darren, what, what do you use on the Windows side for taking screenshots for uh, your presentations? Uh, I use TNT Screen Catcher. Okay, is that a free one? Uh, free for non-commercial use, yes. Okay, good stuff. I think it was, a, it was a tip at some point back in the day. I, I do remember you mentioning it, actually, yeah. So, so we'll find out and, and put a link to that in the show notes as well. So, Colleen, uh, I really appreciate you taking time out uh, to join us on the call. Look forward to seeing you at Loadsphere. Is there any way that people can get hold of you if they want to speak to you before then? Oh, sure. You can always send me. Um, the best way right now is through email at uh, Colleen underscore Hayes at us.ibm.com. Okay, and good luck. Um, with that the, would be the best way. Brilliant. And good luck with the organization of, of the Development Day and, and all the partner stuff. I look forward to, um, to getting uh, involved with those things at Loadsphere. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. And Jan, uh, how do people find you? Uh, do, are you on Twitter? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm on Twitter. And uh, But then people need to know how to spell my surname. So maybe that's a problem. <laughs> What's the easiest you, way to find you then? Yeah, the easiest way is just to go to our website, www.opusneo.com. And uh, then you can find my name and uh, about Opus Neo. And I even have uh, my website same time enabled, so you can also catch me uh, if on the chat if I'm online. Okay, tremendous. Thank you for joining us, and good luck with all the organisation of your pedestal and so on for Lotusphere, and I look forward to seeing you in Orlando. Thank you very much, and I look forward to seeing everybody else as well. Great. And if you need a booth, babe, I'm available. Sounds good. <laughs> 516 is the number. <laughs> <laughs> and da Darren, how do people find you? Uh, on Twitter, Darren Duke, all one word for my 140 character rants. And the blog is blog.darrenduke.net for all things technical related to uh, IBM Lotus, uh, BlackBerry, and VMware. Although, it just my, my number of posts has gone down exponentially since we started this podcast. <laughs> uh, you have to get back to it again. That would be good. Okay, thank you for joining us, Darren. And I'm Stuart McIntyre. Find me on Twitter at Stuart McIntyre and at the Collaboration Matters site, which is collaborationmatters.com. So um, it's great to have you back listening to this podcast in 2011. We'll be back again next week, as usual. Uh, and, of course, uh, building up towards Lotusphere 2011 as well. So until uh, next week, have a great time. Bye for now. All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer. This Week in Lotus is sponsored by TomTom. Check out the brand new TomTom FireLive 120 with built-in HD traffic, speed cameras, hands-free calling and much more. Details are at thisweekinlotus.com slash TomTom.